Um, welcome to today's episode of, for our podcast, Did She Really Say That? This podcast is shaking up the world of, of business for women, shaking up the world of business for women, shaking up the business world for women, and breaking down the barriers that are really keeping women from reaching their true potential. So we are your hosts. Uh, my name is Chef Katrina. My Joining me is my co-host and business partner, Heidi Muama. Muma. Muma. Sorry about that one. Um, <laughs> blowing that out of the water. And uh, basically, You should hear her last name. Oh, Lord, we're not going to. Just call me <laughs> Chef Katrina. Keep it simple. And we really help busy women create a business plan that allows them to live their best life without the overwhelm and stress. So really giving you the ability to focus on what's most important to you while building your business. So we're super excited to be here today with our first guest. Yeah, ooh, ooh. Ah, speaking through everything. So we got Kaz Mahoney, also known by Karen Mahoney, down in Australia. We're super excited because she is joining us for our late night, her early morning. So it's always fun when we get to connect because she is an amazing female. She's an amazing entrepreneur and her journey over the last few years that we've gotten to know her has been one of lots of ups and lots of downs, um, but she's incredible. She's diving into the mental wellness. She's looking to get into coaching. Uh, she wants to work with uh, kids to learn uh, English as a second language. She is a woman of just a great entrepreneurship that really cares about making an impact in the world. And I'm super excited, Kaz, that you said yes to joining us here today. So for those that don't know you, uh, wait, I should probably stop here. So do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Who are you and what do you do you here? You said at who I was. Yeah, I just kind of threw you under the bus. They should she probably did. hear you. She, she has a way of doing that. It's very fun. That's why we have to name this broadcast, Did She Really Say That? Because some things come out of our mouths that you're just like, did you really say that? I did. Like out loud? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So anyhow, my name is Heidi Muma, and I'm one of the co-founders here inside of Truth Bomb Academy. They actually gave me the title of CFO. I'm not sure why. Because you're good with money. Yes. Well, yes, I tried to be. Um, so stop spending it. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> So my, uh, I homeschooled my kids for 20 some odd years and, but I loved the lifestyle that I built there. I also was an entrepreneur for a couple different businesses during that time, but continuing that lifestyle is the only way to do that is to be an entrepreneur. And I love everything about being an entrepreneur, but except for the times that it is so overwhelming that as a, as, as females, because of all the things that we're in charge of, that's where Truth Bomb came about because we're done with that. They, we can build a successful, wonderful businesses that we're passionate about without being burned out and overwhelmed and exhausted through it all. Yeah, and Kaz is like the best person to have this conversation with, honestly, and that's why I'm excited that she's here. So Kaz, tell us a little bit about kind of your journey as an entrepreneur, where, how you got started and why you're here now or where you are now. I've been, um... So in network marketing to start with, as probably most of us do start um, there, and that was 20-odd uh, years ago, and just, uh, you know, banged my head against a brick wall there for, for a good 20 years, and I did okay, um, just wasn't getting to the level that I wanted at the time, and and that's with my goals at the time too, that which has changed over 20 years, obviously. Um, it's... It was just I, I had to realise that network marketing wasn't for me mm. um, and that's fine. Like I think I just didn't want to let it go for a while and there's other things out there I can do and that are better suited to me. So um, 
obviously being in Truth Bomb too, that's helped me realise that um, through all the the time magic and, and things that we've done over the years. So, yeah. So, Kaz, I want to touch back a little bit about what you said. So you were in the network marketing industry. How did you get started getting into Tupperworks? I think that was your the organization you joined. So how was that introduced to you? Um, so, unfortunately, um, when I, I had a bad breakup, I had to leave a state and, and probably left, you know, two, $2,500 worth of Tupperware there, you know, over the years that you collect. And so I just, you know, have a party. No one turns up. Um, I think my mum and my niece, <laughs> my sister turned up, a couple of orders from work. And the lady, it was actually funny because she actually, my sister is the typical single mum working really hard, you know, that they look for. And so she was talking to her about the business. And, look, I had dabbled in, in party light and things before and mum said, oh, I think this would be more suited to you, Karen. And, because I'd dabbled in things before, I was like, I wasn't going near it. And then mum gave me the green light. So I did. And, and look, it was really good and I learned so much. I love Tupperware, absolutely love it. Um, I got so many rewards. You know, I did get to manager. Um, I just saw my director, my direct manager who, who she signed me up and I watched her go up and she actually became a director of mm. um you know, one of the, the distributorships and I saw her working 70 hours a week to get that and I just went, that's not for me. It's I watched my dad kill himself at 90 hours a week to run a business. You know, it, it's got to be able to be done without having to kill yourself um, and run yourself into the ground. Yeah, and I think you bring up something that's really important is like as, as those of us that get into network marketing because it is like the easiest thing, right? As women entrepreneurs, typically we have friends invite us into it and we're like, oh yeah, and they tell us like we can make money. But there's also like the dirty little secret behind the scenes for some of these of how they've gotten to where they are. And it's a lot of hours sometimes. It's a lot of managing of people. Like you learn a whole nother skill set. But you just mentioned, you know, you saw her working like 70 hours a week to build the business. So, you know, there's talk about reaching these big numbers in in a company and having that residual income but the amount of time that women are putting into it that was something you just never saw for yourself no and I don't have kids so I can't imagine how people do it with kids and if it's for you absolutely go for it um right. I, I know people are very successful in it and it suits them and and they they do it the way they want to and that's fine and and same with my manager even that suits her. That's great for her. Yeah. What I worked out, it just was it wasn't suitable for me and what mm -hmm. I wanted. And and I love you that you say that. I'm just going to throw this in here too. That was one of the things. Like my background definitely comes from the network marketing industry, having owned my own restaurant. Like definitely building different businesses over the years. Um, but one of the things I will say is that for as many women that get into the network marketing industry to connect and build a business. What I sometimes feel is like the most successful one are, are typically the men because they can kind of put the blinders on. They have a very systematic approach to everything and they're like, it's a numbers game. It's this game. It's that game. And they just like push through. Right. Mm. And I think a lot of that um, as women, as we get into that industry, we adopt that same mentality because that's what's been proven to work. Right. And I've, I've actually met a woman just recently that said we didn't do that at all. She's like, I had the smallest team, but had the, the largest number of sales because I didn't focus in on growing the team, I focused in on serving people. 
right? So I think it's a really a kind of a different approach for that one. But again, it's time management at the same time. So I'm glad that you brought that up just to touch into that. So then where you're, you're going through this, like you kind of, I'm guessing, found some different ways you went online looking for help to build your business kind of a thing, right? That's typically where most of us, you know, fall into. It's like, well, I don't want to build it this way. I want to go try this way, right? So off to the internet we go, right? What were some of your experiences in trying to find information to help you, even though you know, maybe you've stepped away from it now, but I'm sure you were on there looking for help in building your, your Tupperware business. So what did you go online looking for? So um, at the time, Tupperware were not online and, re and refused to go online. Mm. Um, so I was out to prove that it could be done. Um, and I, I, you know, if I knew what I knew now back then, I, I wouldn't have looked at some of this stuff, but we don't know what we don't know. Mm. Um it's just a lot of money was wasted. Um, you know, the, the the big ticket company that, you know, teaches you to do ads on Facebook that just, you know, that's great for big companies, but um, for the little network market or ML, MLM, I, you know, I don't think it's really the way to go. And I just got, I wouldn't say into debt because I did learn a lot. So I don't consider it as debt. I learned a lot about digital marketing and that will help me um, when I do actually start a business. But um, just fragmented, you know, like we'll teach you this little bit. Mm -hmm. So you're left hanging on Trying well, to how do I do this or how do I do that and then you've got to spend more money and go looking for more mentors and, and more training and and that just gets frustrating and, and overwhelming as well. Yeah. Oh, and you're attending, especially when a lot of the trainings in America and you're in Australia, so you're getting up at 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 in the morning to do the training, um, you know, it needs to be something worth it. No, I agree with that completely. And what I love what you said also was the fact that you went online to prove them wrong. <laughs> and I'm just going to highlight that because I love that. I remember when I went online, that was one of the big things I went online for. I was like, I'm going to prove them wrong. Like, I'm going to prove this can be done. So you and I are very kindred spirits yeah. <laughs> in that way. Uh, because that, like when somebody says, well, we don't do it that way, you're like, but you can and I can show you how kind of a thing, mm -hmm. right? So I love that you kind of went into that path. And then I do know, and I, I totally agree with you, there's a lot of different digital marketing companies, trainings, coaches, a lot of that that's out there. And I always came across, even for myself a lot of times, I always heard the thing I felt, and I felt for myself, honestly, that I was getting pieces to the puzzle. But no one would actually show me the whole freaking picture. Like, you know, when you were like working on a puzzle and you at least have the picture so you know that at least some point you're going to get to closure. Like, you're going to be like, <laughs> that last piece is going to be in and then this is done, right? The problem I had with online marketing and what I was being taught is I felt like I was getting taught small pieces, like mm -hmm. you said. But I didn't know what these pieces fitted. Like, what did they fit into? Yeah. What, what, what was I going to have at the end of this? Right? And I think that's where you really like, what the heck is going on? So um, I love that you bring that up. So now you've been in this transition, right? So I've known you for the last few years. And you said, I've discovered that network marketing wasn't for me. So 20 years of trying to make it happen. What happened? What was the moment that when you had that realization? And what did it feel like for you? 
I mean, it, it was it was almost like a bit of grief. Like I was letting this thing go that I'd worked so hard on and I tried to learn the skills for, and you know, so that was hard. Um, I do remember it was actually another girl in our group, Julie, mm-hmm. who had decided the network marketing wasn't her. And in a previous meeting um, where we we met once a month, we were doing um, reflection, and she said that, and it kind of gave me the okay to say it wasn't me like sometimes I think we need permission like it's it's Mm. silly to say but it's almost like if somebody else does it it's okay for us to do it and that's anything (laughs) even in my mental health where we get taught you know to let them know this happens to other people when you're not alone and and that's where I think I felt like and you were so supportive to her and I just went, so I can still do this, I can still learn things and I can run a different type of business. It doesn't have to be mm. that. And I don't have to do it right away. I don't have to know what I want to do right away. Yeah. Do you feel like it's sometimes women, we've, we've got to be, I think we do shroud things from each other. I think we do kind of hide things a little bit because of the guilt or shame or that we've been doing this for so long and to give it up um it feels like we are like a failure to ourselves or let something down like do you have that kind of occurring before yeah you like a fa- it is like failure you know i'm never going to give this up and, and we taught that too in all our trainings you never give up you do you know because the wall's right there and you're about to break through it and mm-hmm. you know and sometimes that can be true but if it's upsetting your mental health get out that's that's the biggest thing since I have stopped doing that like and and not pushing myself like that oh my mental health is so much better you know I've done other things to help it too but I I do believe that's a major yeah and I, I love what you're saying here too because I think this is where women get stuck right it's like if we don't do this you know, we've let everyone down. Like, I can't tell you how many female entrepreneurs I've talked to and women in general. That's like, Heidi's shaking her head. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was, even in a conversation I was in today where it was talking, it was like, we were talking about our businesses and things that we've done. And it's like, it was like, and we hide things from those around us who we, we don't, we want to be able to prove ourselves mm-hmm. before we tell everybody what we're doing. And that, I mean, even our spouses and our children and especially like your parents, your, your closest friends, it's like, you don't want to tell them what you're doing until you're successful, until you have like, and so it's like, why don't, why don't we believe that the clo- the people closest to us will support us? Um, we think we, sometimes it's like, it's easier to ask a stranger to, or talk to a stranger about something that you're on, than, than it is your closest friends, your, the people who love you the most. And it's at least for, at least that's, that was a, that was, um, what this lady and I were talking about. And it was like, it was like, yeah, it was was like, and then when they found, and when this person found out, it was like, that person was so hurt that she didn't share this with him. And, and he was just like, and so it's like, yeah, it's, it's this oxymoron. It's like, it doesn't make sense, but it's like, we, we have this things like where we want to hide until we're successful or, or, and not, or not disappoint those around us. 
And, and it's interesting because I think there's a lot of preconceptions with a lot of the, the different things we have out there. And I'm not sure what it's like for you in Australia, but sometimes asking for help seems like a sign of weakness for a lot of women. Like asking for, like adding for money or to cover bills. It feels like, why can't you take care of yourself? Why aren't you figuring this out? Do you ever, like, is that something that you guys experience over down in Australia? It's, it's big here. It, we have a saying here, I know if you heard it, but she'll be right, mate. It's just everything will be all right. Like, and, and I know in life, like, if you really believe that and that's your beliefs, and it will be. But if you're saying it like, oh, you know, don't worry about it, it'll be fine. And you get that a lot here. So you'll tell somebody, I should be right, mate. Like, that it's no, it's just a, yeah, you'll get over it. You'll be right. Mm. Um, so, yeah, very much here. Um, asking for help. Yeah, no, that's, it's seen as, yeah, people just struggle and do it on their own. <laughs> like, I live in a very small island, a very small community. So you would think there would be a lot more. Uh, community involvement and help and things like that and it's just there's just not and then that's where you really see it when you live in small communities because the bigger community everyone's got their own thing and they're doing whatever now when and saying that when something happens we had a big tragedy happen on the island just recently and and everyone came together and, and looked after those people and and everything else it does it that happens but that's on a big scale when everyone knows about it like and that's obvious, but when you're just struggling on your own, like, and it's not this big obvious thing, then, you know, it, it's it's hard. Yeah, and I think you point to something too, and I was just, it kind of came to me as you were talking, is that sometimes in our mind, what we're dealing with is huge for us because it's mm. it's right impactful, right? It's things like paying the bills, putting food on the table, taking care of the little one if you have it in the house, like, there is just so much that you're you're taking care of. And, you know, sometimes that feels like an overwhelm to you. But looking in on the outside, mm -hmm. they're like, ah, you've got this. You've, you've done stuff like this before. So there is that one. But the, for a lot of times for women, it's just sometimes we just need a hug, right? Sometimes we just need that emotional connection. Sometimes we just need someone to make us laugh or mm -hmm. something like get out of the house or just meet a friend something. Like we need that ability to break out of our own space that we're in and i think that's some of the healing and some of the those the elements that we can bring back into the world for female entrepreneurships right stop trying to do it so much alone and learn mm -hmm. that sometimes you just need a, a quick connection with another human being some women i've noticed and I, and I know this was for my for myself where it's like they we we'd like to tell people how strong they are Mm. how resilient they are and everybody wears that like it's a badge of honor i'm strong and I'm it's resilient. like yeah. it's like not going up and it's like you know it's like you walk into some place and it's like all you you honestly just want a hug and like like katrina was saying but there was like oh she's so strong she doesn't like people don't think you need that because you put on this strong persona and it's just like it's i think sometimes it's like we need to we need to let ourselves be more vulnerable than I think society has allowed us to be. Mm. Or it's like, and when, and also being careful, and I've caught myself with this re, uh, in the last several years because I've been more conscious of it, but it's like, and using those words with women who I know are going through things and I know have been through things. And it's like, and using those words, oh, she's, 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 she's strong, she's resilient, she bounces back all the time. And it's like, because then when you say that, 
at, you put that on that person, they have to they have to personify that. They have to be that. Otherwise, they feel like they're letting you down. Yeah. It doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't even have anything to do with themselves. It's like they'll let themselves fall apart or or be hurt because they have to put on that I'm t I can handle this persona. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what Kaz said earlier. You know, she talked about how she, you know, was in this the network marketing industry because she felt like she just had to be like that mm -hmm. was what kind of was expected. Like she's been doing this for so long, like to step away from that. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh no, but you're a network marketer. It's like, your identity. You're, you're just. You know, <laughs> it becomes an identity. It does just like <laughs> being a mom becomes an identity. Becoming mm -hmm. a wife becomes an identity. Like you become everybody else. But you, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, but you, it, it's, I think it's really interesting. So Kaz, I want to talk a little bit about, cause you've been in our small, like beta group that's been going through, uh, truth bomb Academy and we've kind of rolled out something brand new. And I know that we've been learning along with you all and you guys have been doing some great feedback and, you know, just sharing kind of your, um, you know, expectations, experiences, um, what are you getting from this kind of a thing? So You've been through Unlocking My Millions with us, the business playbook. Now, we're not complete yet at the time of this recording, but we're almost there. What's it been like for you to go through this business playbook, even though, you, like you said, you don't have it all figured out yet for your business, you kind of know where you want to go. What's the experience been like for you so far? So um, one thing I'll say is I love how it's every week there's a little bit. So it's not all like... Um, just in one and it's not just a video um, where you're watching somebody and there's no interaction the interaction mm. is what makes it because you can ask your questions live you can get that feedback straight away um, but just the fact that it's the whole thing mm. and and there's still little offshoots understandably because you can't put everything you need to know in you know, eight weeks or whatever it is, but it, it just at least touches on everything and then you can obviously go out into that. For me, what it's done is you knew when I started this, Karina, I, I wasn't sure if I want to run a business. I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't know, but let's go along to the training anyway. I, I love learning. So it, it can cross skills on, on many things, so I'll always be there to learn. But it's given me that inspiration because of the way you've set it up and the questions you ask in it really focuses on what you want, not what is expected, what other people expect, what, um, you know, it's, it's about what you want. So then, and there's no urgency and rush. Like if you want to run a business and you want to make a million dollars in two years, well, well, fine, you're going to have to rush. But most of us don't that's not what we want we just want to live every day and have enough to live every day and, and a little bit extra so I like that I've been able to to literally slow down to go forward but the rushing it was almost like you're falling over you see you know when you go to you run too fast and you're just tripping your fall flat on your face mm -hmm. that that's what it felt like so this is really just you know you have to slow down to, to speed up sometimes that's mm -hmm. what I feel. Um, and I'm nowhere near in like, starting my business yet, but at least I have some ideas. I have a guide for when I'm ready. Um, I have some ideas to build an audience before I launch a product. 
which I can do now and I don't have to be you know, live every day. I don't have to be posting every day. Um, you know, I'm, I'm studying two things. Uh, you know, I'm a carer as well. So, you know, like with most women, we have a lot on our plate. So this posting going live every day is, is just, if it's for you, great, do it. But if not, and that's where I think Truth Bomb Academy gives us that permission mm. that I spoke about earlier. That it there's it's there is permission for you to slow down. You don't have to run yourself into the ground. Yeah, I love how you said that because I I'm thinking back to a lot of the stuff like when I first got started, everything was like a 30 day game plan. Everything was like a 90 day like have to do. It's like everything felt like I I had to accomplish all of this in like the shortest time period possible, mm -hmm. right? And it's like trying to teach, you know, a first grader what a master or, you know, professor in college knows and you're trying to squish it in and say, oh, you can learn this in like, you know, 30 days. I was like, you guys are being super unrealistic, mm -hmm. right? And, and I love how you said that too, Karen, because inside of this, when you said you can slow down, I think women are at their best because we do slow down time, right? I think when I look back at like what women really, you know, in terms of like connect and bring to the world, the masculine is all about energy, moving faster, getting things done. And we need that reset, which is what, what we do as well as women is slow down time so that you can get present again. But I think we've been so much in that masculine uh, marketing and business because that's who's teaching us are the men. And so they only know how to teach us speed faster transactions money like that's what they know and and to bring in that feminine or that female aspect of slowing time down and saying what if we just kind of took this back a step and got present to what we're doing and who we're talking to mm. um i think makes so much a difference because you're out in the world you know with when you're gonna start into your business impacting you know those that want to learn english as a second language like the children and the young adults you'll impact for that. Like, I know that's a big thing that we've been talking about recently. Um, I know that mental health, definitely after the last few years, we're now in 2023. We had a pretty big eventful year in 2020 for those that are going to hear this recording 20 years from now. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you were there then, right? Uh, <laughs> and we're going to look back and say, yeah, this, this, I think the beauty, the, the nice thing is, is that 2020 brought to women's attention that we are this ones that are going to have to slow things down, mm -hmm. right? We're going to have to be the ones that set this trend mm -hmm. for what's needed in our future moving forward. So I love what you're up to in your, in your life, in your business, and just having you go through this training in this academy and just going through this playbook with us. Uh, because you're always just so open around, you know, what it's like, what you're hearing. And that's where we are invite the women to come in. Like that's who we're inviting in Kaz, right? Those are the women that we want in here to connect with is the ones that can continue helping develop this conversation. All right. I was going to say that um, there's a lot of new information too. So mm -hmm. and like I said, I've been around for a long time. I've heard it all. Um in different ways and you very rarely get new information so that is is something i have to say is the new information in here which you talk about it all the time katrina about web 3.0 so things have to change 
and and we're just on that cast. You know, it happens. It might not happen every ten years or whatever, but there mm-hmm. is times where that happens, and we're in that time. Things time for things to change. Yeah, yeah. The one interesting thing is like I I remember talking with you guys about marketing, and I think I brought in a whole new conversation around what marketing really was, mm-hmm. and I think I blew everyone away because they're like, oh. Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> that was marketing. Like it, it took it back so much that it said, stop doing what you're being told. Right. And look at what you're actually have access to. Um, and that perspective, that like stepping back and looking at what you have available, I think really does give women the ability to breathe through their marketing mm. instead of this to do list or this next tactic or this next, you know, media site or something. It's like, mm. What is it that you really want to use this for, right? And I think that was the one of the big pieces. And then we started talking about finances, right? And you brought up, it's like, great, we're going to learn money, but how else do I continue to invest that, right? Like you brought up some really good points inside of this, inside of everything that we've done. And the beauty of it is that these are the conversations we really want to continue to cultivate and create and develop. Right, because we know it's time for a different conversation. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it. So I do have one question. I know we are, you know, we've been on for a little bit and I want to recognize all of our our podcasters and our viewers that are catching this. Um, So I just thank you, Kaz, for being on live with us or being on with our podcast for the first time with us. So we're excited. Thank you for asking. It's It's always a pleasure with you guys. You always have fun. I love it. Uh, and that's another thing about the community is it's a real community. Mm. Uh, I found with other ones, like you don't get to know people and so, but you do, and that's the interaction that this community has. So how can people find you on this wonderful world called the internet? What's the best place to connect with you, honestly? So it, it is Truth Bomb Academy. Um, I am not a big social media fan at the moment, like as most of us. And I do find that um, finding a community like that is is a much better way to do it. Mm. Uh, it's more authentic and you get more authentic people. I'm not getting a million market. Like I went on LinkedIn for a little while. Oh, my God, just spammed and, and uh, you know, that that's not what Truth Bond Academy is about um, and that's why I think that's the best place to connect. And And that's not a sales pitch. Like, you know, you find me on Facebook, whatever, but I'm not likely to respond to you because I'm not going to look at it, you know, for days on end. But Truth Bomb is something I go to every day. Yeah. Well, and I love that. You guys are too nice. But what I just want to let our listeners and our viewers know is that that's part of what we built with Truth Bomb Academy is we took it off social media, right? Like we, I knew for a fact, and the three of us knew that, that we did not want to be in like our community to be hooked up into any other platform because it didn't serve the conversation we were about to have. And it doesn't feed the conversation we're having, which is like, you don't have to post every single day. You don't have to like use this as like a constant ongoing posting. This is not your social media platform, right? right. And what, when Kaz says you can connect with her, that's the other thing. We have a member directory. So you can actually connect with the women in there you're going to hear what kind of businesses they're in, and then you guys can connect. You can accept each other's connections or not. Um, you can find out more about each other through your bio. And then you also can do private messages in there. Mm-hmm. So you can build that one-on-one relationship that we know is critical 
um, for women inside of their business. And that that's the piece. Like we know is that as Kaz continues to grow her business, she'll continue to plug in and ask questions and will always be there because that's the key to this community. So the training is in here, the group chats are in here, and then your ability to connect with each other is also inside of here. We really built kind of like a whole community hub around business and women and what it is that women need to really step into their power and their goddessness. Goddessness. God, goddessness. goddessness. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's my new favorite word. We, we do sometimes make up words. Shh. It's our superpower. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'll come up with definitions too. <laughs> it's like Disney. They make up their own words. I can do the same there thing. There you go. There you go. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. I think it's fine. We do. All right. You're going to have to use some Academy Dictionary. Oh, <gasps> I like your thinking. Yes. All right. So, well, Kaz, thank you Truth so bomb much. Isms. Truth bomb isms. <laughs> there you go. Did you really say that? Kaz, she really said that. She said truth bomb isms. isms. Truth bomb isms. Yeah. Oh, this is going to get really interesting over the next few, few months, weeks, years, for sure. <laughs> So, well, I really do appreciate you jumping on and spending some time with us, Kaz. This has been an adventure as always, and I look forward to your continued personal growth and development and choosing whatever makes you the happiest in your life. So, and thank you for being a part of this and sharing your journey with us. So that's what we love to celebrate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. All right. Well, with that, this is the end of our episode for Did She Really Say That? And I think Kaz really said a lot of stuff that mm -hmm. you may had you wonder going, did Kaz really say that? The answer is yes. yes. So we will see you on our next episode. Stick around, join us. And for more information around Truth Bomb Academy, head over to truthbombmarketing.com. And we hope to see you inside the Academy. Bye, everyone. Bye.